This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Monday. It's cold. It's freezing. I think I think I saw a little flakes of snow, but I am so excited. You have arrived. Escape to heaven. Servant Marcia. 11:30 a.m. Wave 94.1. That is us. We are happy that you're here. And today we're really going to talk about escaping to heaven. I mean, not just for you and I, those that believe and those that have uh, felt the greatness and the goodness of the Lord. But what about for the many, 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 many souls that don't really know about heaven? How can they escape and they know nothing about it? And then here we are. With all of this authority, all this power, and even a lot of us are walking in the intimacy of Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, we know the Word of God, we abide in it, and we're receiving so much, but are we giving it away? Do you know that authority has been given to us? The believers, the remnant of the woman seed that choose to follow the way of God. Uh, Jesus gave believers delegated power. Uh, <laughs> yet most of us simply go to church, the building. We sit in the pew. Every now and then we remember to pray for our family, probably. But what about the real assignment and purpose of our existence on earth? Are we not? the electric cord that the power is flowing through that's being relied on to bring heaven to earth. Our prayer, our Father's prayer says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the response from heaven is, yeah, we agree and we're waiting for you to do your part. (laughs) The question could be, um, are you using the authority? which Jesus and the Father have given to you and I to bring the loss to heaven and to bring heaven on earth. That authority and power that was given to Jesus, we see it in Luke, the ninth and the 10th chapter, where he says, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. And what do we do? We heal the sick and we say unto them, the kingdom of God has come near unto you. And um, when the 70, uh, he gave not only that kind of power to his 12 disciples, but he also gave it to 70 others. And when they came back, they were so excited telling the Lord how even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. 
And uh, notice what the Lord said. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm going to go by being the Bible scholar almost that I am. The Lord said unto them, don't be so excited that uh, the devils came out in my name. I actually, I saw, I saw Satan when he fell like lightning from heaven. Instead, be excited that your name is written in the book. Amen. The book of life. And, and, and with the 12 disciples, he gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And then he gave an assignment over in Mark. So Jesus is right on top of uh, his game. I mean, he not only gives us a commandment or he gives us power, but he also gives us an assignment. He said in Mark 16, 15 verse, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, <laughs> but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. So if you are a real believer, as we, most of us think we are, then there should be signs and wonders following us. In Jesus' name, we shall cast out devils. We shall speak with new tongues. If we take up serpents or we drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt us. And so we have no, no need of being afraid of COVID because even if it's deadly, as a believer, it shall not harm you. We shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So this is the assignment that Jesus gave us. Here's what he said for us to do. And then he also gave us the power and the authority. But we need to put that power and authority in action. <laughs> the Lord himself and Isaiah, the ancient of days, decreed a protection over us. He says, no weapon that is formed against you, believers, shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, said the Lord. That's God the Father. So the question is, how do we start? Why are we needed? Why can't this assignment go to somebody else? Why must you and I be the one to do this? So in order to start, we have to believe. And that's what being a believer is, that we believe that Jesus came to this earth and he lived a sinless life and he died for our sins, substitution. Um, you know, he was the son of God, the anointed one, the Messiah. We have to believe all of that, that he was born of a virgin, that uh, his father is God, <laughs> that he was raised from the dead by the power of God, that his blood has, it is the blood of God. And therefore, when we plead the blood of Jesus, the blood of the lamb, we're literally pleading or, or interceding on whatever the circumstances and saying on this thing, the blood of the creator take preeminence over this. So that's pleading the blood of the lamb because the lamb is also God. He is the word made flesh, amen, that dwelt among us and his own people knew him not. 
This is all that you must believe. You must really believe that Jesus endowed you with power. You must believe that the Holy Spirit is your helper, your paraclete that he leaves inside of you. You must believe this. Amen. And then we have to have faith. <laughs> we, we, you may not have ever healed the sick, but you must believe that you can and then go. Amen. And so the other reason why we are needed. So that's how we start. But why are we needed? Because God looked down himself and he saw in Isaiah 59 that there were no justice. There was no justice. And I'm going to read from there. He says, the people that were living at that time, which is mankind in general, particularly since the Tower of Babel and the breakout into all of the nations, the Gentile nations, 70 of them, I might add. But since that moment, here's the state of mankind. Our hands are defiled with blood, fingers with iniquity, lips, lies, tongue, mutter perverseness. No one calls for justice. No one pleads for truth. Trusting in vanity, speaking lies, conceive mischief, bring forth iniquity. And the webs shall not become garments, neither shall they cover themselves. So they're so prideful in their wickedness. And that's what we see today. Their works are of iniquity and the act of violence is in their hands, the way of peace. They don't even know that. I was in Miami recently and I saw another guy literally almost attack another one. And what the first guy did was muttered something about Miami and, and the other guy almost attacked him. So our ways are not ways of peace. Uh, they're a violence. Uh, there's no judgment. Uh, our ways are crooked. Uh, judgment is far away from us. There's no justice. Uh, we wait for light, but we behold obscurity. There's darkness and confusion. Uh, we grope for the wall like the blind. We grope like we have no eyes. We stumble at noonday, either from drunkenness or just sinfulness. Or perversion. We are in desolate places like dead men. Uh, practically everyone is on some kind of drug in our society. We look for judgment, but there isn't any. We look for salvation. That's far from us. This is what the Lord observed. And Isaiah, the prophet, is mentioning what God saw. Transgressions are multiplied. Sins testify against us. <laughs> you know, all we know are iniquities and sins and transgression and lying against the Lord, departing away from God, speaking oppression, revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. I am sure this is the same kinds of sins that God saw even in the days of Noah and in Lot and Sodom. That justice stands far off. Truth is gone. Equity cannot enter. Truth has failed. And the Lord saw this in Isaiah 59. It displeased him that there was no judgment. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there were no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto himself. And that was himself. 
He brought salvation unto himself. And that's called Jesus. That's the man, Jesus, the son of man, who is also the son of God. So Jesus came and fulfilled his part, even with the baptism with John the Baptist. Uh, John saw him and said, behold, the lamb of God, which taketh away the sin. And then he was crucified. He died for three days and three nights, went under the earth. And, and brought captivity captive, released those that were in hell and released them to paradise. Even the Bible say that hell enlarges itself. But when he came back to the realm of earth and Mary saw him in that morning, uh, when she recognized that it was him, she turned and said unto him, Rabbono, which means priest or shepherd or teacher, you know, or master. Jesus said unto her, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, to my God and your God. So what Jesus is saying is the acts that he completed reconciled us to his father and also his God. Jesus has in essence done his part. He even said, it is finished. And over in Daniel, the seventh chapter, 13th verse, as he saw those visions, he saw one like the son of man. How would he know that? I mean, thousands of years before Jesus shows up, but Daniel saw it. The prophet, he saw it. Came with the clouds of heaven, came to the ancient of days, and they brought him near before the Ancient of Days, the Creator. And there was given unto Jesus dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. His kingdom is that which shall not be destroyed. So, Jesus is currently sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding on actually our behalf. And he has delegated an assignment to those that believe in him. We are to operate as Jesus did when he was upon this earth. But we're not being as effective as we should. Why not? (laughs) You know, I'm praying now for one of my puppies that his leg would be healed. I, I, I need to see the miracle of the Lord in the prayer of this puppy. <laughs> Why isn't this puppy being healed, even to myself? Why are your prayers not being answered? I mean, why aren't your family members being saved? Why isn't your community being changed and transformed? Why do you walk by, you believers, remnant, Woman seed. Why do you walk by the homeless and have no compassion? Or, or you see somebody barely getting along and why can't you stop and pray for them? Or when was the last time you went to a, a shelter and prayed for the men and women that have been trapped in drugs and alcohol and perversion or have HIV AIDS? Or when was the last time you went to a hospital or a senior home? And prayed for people when, if we're not doing that, 
We're not operating as Jesus did when he was here. We are not being effective. That happened to the disciples as well, who were literally with Jesus. So now I see something. So you and I can be with Jesus. We can be praying. We can be reading the word. But then we could still not be effective. And in Mark, the ninth chapter, Jesus responded, And he said, they asked him privately, why could we not cast that devil out, that little boy? Like I'm asking, why can't my puppy be healed? Why is he still limping? (laughs) And Jesus said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. I think I have found the answer why we as believers are not being as effective as we should. We are not fasting as the Lord demands in order to release the anointing or, or, or push the button and say on for the anointing that Jesus has given unto us or the fact that Holy Spirit is inside of us, but he's just chilling out not really leading and guiding us because we have not opened the conduit for him to be effective in the relationship with us. Wow. So in Isaiah 58 chapter, it says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and we need to know our own transgressions and our sins. So the first thing we have to do per Isaiah is seek the Lord daily. Delight to know the ways of God as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. So you have to ask God. We have to ask the Father the ordinances of justice and take delight in approaching our God. And we all know that um, without faith, you can't even please him, right? And we know we can't approach him without faith. In our minds, we probably have fasted and prayed and we're righteous. I mean, what else is there to do? But Isaiah 58, chapter 3, verse says, Wherefore, this is us speaking to the Lord. We have fasted. Can't you see it? We've afflicted our soul. Are you not aware? You take no knowledge. But here's what Jesus says back, or the Lord himself says back to us through the prophet Isaiah. Behold, you did fast, but you fast for strife and debate, to smit with the fists of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice be heard on high. So obviously, the way that we're fasting currently is not how the Lord wants us to fast. So the Lord answers back and says, well, is that the fast that I have chosen for you? Uh, A day for a man to afflict his soul, to bow down his head as a bulrush, spread sackcloth and ashes. Will thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? I'm actually in the Bible right now, Isaiah 58. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? So the Lord wants us to know the fast that He has chosen. So when we're fasting, we need to be petitioning. And here's this fast. 
to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, break every yoke, to share our bread with the hungry, to bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, cover him. Hide not yourself from your own flesh. And then if we fast like that, speaking to God and doing those acts, as I've just read, our light shall break forth like the morning. Our healing shall spring forth readily. Our righteousness shall go before us and the glory of the Lord shall be our rare guard. And then when we call, the Lord will hear us. You shall cry and God will say, here I am. Oh my God. Wow. So what we have to do is take the yoke. So saints of God, we have yokes. We are bound. God say, take the yoke away from your midst. So that means we need to examine ourselves and we need to figure out what are we doing that is a yoke, a bondage to us. It could be procrastination. It could be TV. It could be music. It could be loving your children, your husband, your wife, your family more than you love the Lord. It could be a myriad of things. It could be worshiping work or success that you put that before the things of God. What is it that is a yoke in your midst? And the father says, remove it. And then the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, that's judgment. Are you judging the other brothers and sisters around you? I mean, you're pointing your finger. Look at that one. I don't do that. (laughs) But if you would extend your soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness. Your uh, The Lord will guide you continually. He'll satisfy your soul. He'll strengthen your bones. You'll be like a watered garden. You'll have a spring of water. And then when that water falls, uh, it'll build up the old waste places. It'll Raise up the foundation of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Is crime so big in your neighborhood that you, the saints of God, are scared to go out at night, scared to uh, talk to people, scared to go to the store, but you haven't done what you're supposed to do which is remove that yoke, fast the way how the Lord wants us to fast. And then your community will be restored. Oh, my God. And then um, remember to the Sabbath, to keep it holy. Lots of us go to church on Sunday, but we forget about the Sabbath. And that didn't go away. So let's begin to do what God wants us to do so that those around us can be rewarded by the anointing and the authority and the power that Jesus have released unto us. Isaiah 60 says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, right now you and I know darkness covers this whole earth, gross darkness. 
Okay, but the Lord shall arise upon you and I and the glory of God shall be seen upon us and the Gentiles will come to us. Why? Because they see the light of the Lord. So lift up your eyes and you'll see that people are coming to you because why? You have the joy of the Lord in you because the abundance of the sea is turned to you. The wealth transfer actually will also occur. But not only that, you will be called the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. And where you have been forsaken and hated, okay, people will come after you because the Lord himself will make you eternal excellency, a joy of many generations. And people will know that the Lord is the Lord, that he is your Savior, my Savior, my Deliverer, my Redeemer. He's the mighty one of Jacob. So fasting and praying will release the power required to perform the assignment that Jesus has given us. The loss is still going to hell all around us. People are dying of COVID and don't know that all they had to do was call upon the name of the Lord and be converted and transformed before death arrives. We're not reaping the harvest as the Lord has asked us to do. We need to repent. I'm repenting. I, I used to be out in the streets and getting 30 souls a day. I don't know the last time I did that. I repent. We must repent. And we got to stop and start doing what this program is talking about, escape to heaven. But it's not just for you and I to escape to heaven because the kingdom of God is within us. We have heaven. It is the loss that needs a path to escape from their slave master that you and I were once slaves to. So how do we help the lost to escape to heaven? Because why? It's our purpose. It's our calling. It's what we've been ordained for. It's our destiny. It's what is expected of us, you and I. It's not enough to go to church. We thank God for church. But you got to get activated. It's time to put that authority in action. I'm going to pray right now. You're listening to Escape to Heaven, but today I want to put a little twist on that and say, you and I don't need to escape to heaven. We need to get activated and this authority and power that we have within us and help many others to escape from hell and to land over in heaven. Father, Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you saw me and you saved me, God, out of the pit that I was in. Lord, you brought me out of utter darkness, Lord God, and you saved all of those today that are saved, Lord God. And I ask you, Lord, to help us. We come into agreement recognizing that uh, we have not been as effective as we should be, Lord God. And we know that there's no distance in the realm of the spirit, that God, our Father, is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And Lord God, we ask today that our Father in heaven, we ask you to intercede Jesus on our behalf and just restore us, strengthen us, Lord God. Let us see you and let us see the will of the Father, Lord God. Let us do more to bring the lost to heaven, God. And we know it is our confidence, like the Bible says in First John 5th chapter. Now this is the confidence that we have in God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that he hears us. Whatever we ask, we know 
that we have the petitioned, that we have asked of him as a dearest panting, Lord God. Our soul is panting for our Father, panting for Jesus, Lord, to fulfill what Jesus has asked us to do. Our soul thirsts for you, God, our whole body, our mind, our spirit, Lord. We desire to be that water that that flows on this dry and deserted earth, Lord God, to give them hope, Lord, to let them know that the rainbow is a part of your covenant to the earth, Lord God. We ask you to strengthen us and let us remember that you are our God. And in Jesus' name we pray. We know that going forward after this day that we will wake up and we will serve you better, Lord. We will go to the Lord's. We will show them how to escape to heaven. I thank you today for being with me on Radio Land. And I want you to know I love you, but I feel an urgency in my spirit that we must hurry up and go to the lost and pray for the lost fast, afflict our souls so that we can have more compassion for the lost as Jesus did and tell them that they are loved and the kingdom of God is at hand. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Be blessed. I can't wait to see you next week. Servant Marcia signing off. God bless you. Bye-bye. Yeah.